Welcome to the Livingstone Bible Church podcast. Livingstone Bible Church is located in Union, New Jersey, where we build lives on God's Word. Continually be in our mouths according to the Word of the Lord. We love you. We thank you. We give thanks tonight. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. Don't no, say it like a meter. Amen. Look at somebody else and say amen. You can be seated tonight. Glory to God. The Lord is good and his mercy what? Look at somebody and say, his mercy endures forever. Glory to God. I'm so excited again to be back tonight. You know, God is on the move, y'all. Amen. There's so many wonderful things. We enjoyed our time last night. We enjoyed Pastor Teresa ministering the word of God this morning. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready to build the wall, y'all. I said, I'm ready to build the wall, y'all. And uh, the people, it goes on to say that the people had a mind to work. Amen. Look at somebody and say, you have a mind to work. You have a mind to work. And yes, we do. You know, we started on last night talking about what faith is or, 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 or again, so what then is faith? We, we just have it in our heart to stay along those lines this week uh, for the next three days to talk about what faith is. We remember on last night, we started out by talking about the fact that our reason for operating in faith is so we can please God or to be pleasing to God. Amen. We opened up, if you weren't here last night, we opened up in uh, Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 6. So then without faith, it's impossible to please God uh, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is what? A rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Amen. Now remember again, we said that when we think about the word rewarder. I didn't look it up in the key in the in the Greek language or anything, and I'm not Greek, but I like Greek food. Amen. 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 Musaka, glory to God. And so I found out again that this word rewarder really does not just apply to something that might be a monetary increase, but I believe that as we, and we said this on last night, that intimacy, or I'm sorry, faith requires intimacy with God. Amen. And uh, we like it, you know, in Genesis, the Bible says that Adam knew Eve. Come on, y'all. Amen. And I don't mean just by her name. Amen. That's all I'm going to say about that. Amen. And so it's important that we realize that 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 increase also involves revelation. Everybody say revelation. In other words, that which is to be revealed, understanding the nature, the character, and the attributes of God. Amen. Say this after me. God is faithful. God is faithful. That's uh, one characteristic and attribute about God that you and I need to get settled in our heart. We also say this that Smith Wigglesworth once said that somebody asked him Brother Smith how do you define faith he said that great faith is seeing things from heaven's point of view so in other words how does heaven see your healing it sees you healed how does he see your provision it sees you provided for he sees you clothed in your right mind amen I said amen God sees all of your needs met according to the word of the Lord in 1st Corinthians chapter 2 verse number 9 I was quoting there from the easy to read translation where it says what God has been preparing for those what God my eyes have not seen or ears heard what God has been prepared or has prepared for those who love him what he has arranged and ordered that is one translation the good news Bible says what no one ever saw 
saw or heard, what no one ever thought could happen, is the very thing that is happening. Amen. Amen. I said amen. amen. They never thought you were going to make it. They never thought you were going to get to 20 years. They never thought that you were going to come out of the condition that you were in to serve the Lord and meet Miss Coco and have some children and act like you're in your right mind. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. When my wife met me, I was a heathen. And I looked at her and said, hey, girl, I'm a Christian, and I go to church. And she said, boy, listen to me here. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than standing in your in your garage would make you an automobile. You can stand in your garage and make automobile sounds all day long. You're never going to be a car. I said, all right, then. <laughs> Glory to God. We were over in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9. The, my task is to bring out in the open and to make plain what God, who created all of this in the first place, has been doing in secret behind the scenes all along. God is working for you and I. Amen. Amen. Even where, as we said last night, when you don't think anything is going on, when you don't think anything is happening, oh, it's happening. It's kind of like the brothers that are working, you know, downtown New Jersey and down downtown New York that are working for Stan and Lean Incorporated, and they'll always say, man, what's up? When they greet you, they what's up, baby? What's up, man? What's up? What's happening? What's up? What's happening? And you find out that nobody knows what's happening. Amen. <laughs> Stan and Lena Incorporated is not an SNL. It's standing on a corner, leaning on a pole. <laughs> and if you're not careful, we can miss the entire plan of God. Look at somebody and say, don't miss it, don't miss it, don't miss it. And I don't know about you, but I'm not going to uh, miss the plan of God. I also said this, and I want to I wanna get over here with this, and, uh, and then we'll go over to Psalms 1. We said that faith won't prevent all mountains, but it will remove for all mountains. It won't prevent all mountains, but it will it will remove all mountains. Somebody shout amen. amen. That's why I like Psalms 1. You know, we were talking about our words last night. We were talking about watching what you say. We were talking about watching what comes out of your mouth. You know, we know the Bible says, we know by this, the worlds were framed by the word of God. And your words are going, your world is going to be framed by the words that are coming out of your mouth. Amen. And so we need to what? Watch what we say. Yeah. And so the Bible over, the Bible over in Psalms 1. Turn there, let's pick up there tonight. The Bible in Psalms 1. The first division of the Psalms says something very important. It says there in, in, in the first division of the Psalms and look at verse number 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight. Everybody say, my delight. My, my delight. Say it like you mean it. My delight. My delight. It's in the law of the Lord, the word of the Lord, and in his law do I meditate both day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that will bring forth fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall shall prosper. Everybody say prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they're like the chaff, the chaff which is driven away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, 
but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I like it when it says in Deuteronomy, uh, it talks about, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you the power to become rich. He does that to establish his covenant, which he swore unto your father. Amen. So God is working. There are things that are working. It says here that if we meditate, focus on, uh, uh, regurgitate the word of God both day and night, we will make our way prosperous according to Joshua 1 8 and we'll have good success. Look at somebody said, Hello, good success. You need to remember that. In fact, write this in your notes because the Bible says meditate in the word day and night. Don't meditate, don't hesitate. Meditate, don't hesitate because faith can be defined according to Dr. Frederick Casey Price as acting on what we believe. And so you and I are to meditate in the word of God both day and night. Meditation, and I picked this up from Jesse Duplantis, meditation is a God-given process that brings about a permanent change in our thinking. It's a process of God that brings about a permanent change in our thinking when we meditate in the Word of God both day and night. It's moving the Word of God from our head to getting the Word of God down to our heart. Anybody uh, ever know, uh, learn how to ride a bicycle? Mm-hmm. Anybody know how to ride a bicycle? Yeah. I remember I learned how to ride a bicycle, oh, I don't know, five, six years old or something around that time. And I'm telling you that when I get on a bicycle, it comes back to me. I still remember how to to ride a bike. Amen. Anybody drive a car? I know in New Jersey, you know, you can get on a train and get on a thing and get on a subway and all of that, and you don't really need a car around here. And I heard there are people giving their cars away because I don't need a car. Amen. But even though you gave your car away, and even though you don't operate a, a, a motor vehicle, I'm telling you that when you get in your car, it all comes back to you. Amen. In fact, I know ladies that can put on their makeup and drive their car all at the same time, y'all. You can back up without looking back. You can you can make a right turn without using your turn signals. Why? Because you know how to operate your car. And I'm talking about meditating in the word, just like driving your car, just like riding a bicycle. It's geared toward bringing about a permanent, consistent change. Where? In your thinking. Amen. I am the healed of the Lord. I am blessed by God. All of my needs are met according to his riches and glory. And I made this statement last night, and that's why you need to always remember that faith overrides time. So in other words, it doesn't matter how long it's going to take. It doesn't matter how much time has passed by. Remember the promise came to Abraham and Sarah when Abraham was what? About 75 years old. And for 25 years, they stood strong. They believed God. I believe that in that 25 years, they were talking right. They kept the right attitude. Hey, Sarah, how you doing, girl? Everything all right? Oh, yeah, Abraham, everything is all right. And he said to her, hey, did you check the EPT test? And what does it look like? And I checked it this morning, Abraham, and I've been checking it for the last 10 years, Abraham, but I'm not pregnant yet. And 15 years passed, and 20 years passed, and about the 25th year, Abraham came in and said, hey girl, did, did you check the EPT test? And she finally said, Abraham, I don't know what this means, but something showed up. Hallelujah. Yeah. Look at somebody say, something is about to show up. And that's why you need to always remember that faith overrides time. Amen. And so 
we don't give in to time, we keep operating by faith. Everybody shout, by faith. You need to remember that. Glory to God. And so I believe with all of my heart that Abraham viewed things through the lens of faith. He viewed it all through the lens of faith, and it was appointed unto them according as your word which was spoken, so shall my seed be. Can I get an amen, y'all? Now let me pick up here in Hebrews 11, verse 8. If you're turned there in your Bible, if you didn't bring a Bible, my sister in the back just passed out some Bibles. Amen. Glory to God. In Hebrews chapter 8, uh, chapter 11, look at verse number 8. By faith, Abraham endured. By faith, Abraham endured. And the same faith that caused Abraham to, to endure is the same faith that's going to allow you to endure. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to endure. I'm going to endure. And the King James says that by faith, everybody shout, by faith. By faith. When he was called to go into a place which he, he should afterward receive as an inheritance, Abraham obeyed and he went out not knowing where he was going. Come on, somebody. When you're trusting God, it doesn't matter how you're going to get there. Yeah. How are we going to come up with half a million? How we, went, we were looking at a building, and the man said and the man said to me, well, you know, uh, sir, Pastor Watts, the building is about $2 million, $2.3 million, and he said, uh, how are you going to pay for the building? Well, I didn't want to get in my own brain trying to figure it all out. Did you know that there's some things that you're never going to be able to figure out in your own intellectualism? Mm -hmm. You're just going to have to trust God. Amen. amen. Can I get an amen? amen? And so we said, well, you know, uh, Reverend Watts, how are you going to pay? Will it be check? Will it be cash? Will you finance the deal? I said, well, my father is going to pay for the God. He said, your father is going to pay for the building? I said, well, well, yes. He said, well, what kind of business is your father in? I said, well, he owns uh, the cattle upon a thousand hills. I said, uh, the silver and the gold belong to him. And the man said, well, I guess your father has some resources. I said, he has some resources. Hallelujah. And y'all shout amen. amen. So when God calls you to do something or to go somewhere, it doesn't matter how it's going to happen. Your responsibility is to obey the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I got one here, one here. What about everybody else? Yeah. Yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Abraham endured by faith. No one believed, the Bible says in Romans 4, the Amplified Bible, no one believed or, or, or distrust made Abraham waver. Everybody say waver. waver. No one believed or distrust, that's the Amplified Bible, made Abraham waver or doubtingly question concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong. Everybody say he grew strong. He grew strong. That's why we're growing in the word of God, and that's why you're serving in the ministry, and that's why, you know, there's intercessory prayer, the youth ministry, children's ministry, ushering, protocol, under Understanding how things operate within the local church. Amen. Hallelujah. Women's ministry, men's ministry, the choir. Hallelujah. Everything. Hallelujah. 
And I'm telling you, the choir, the media department, because as you begin to serve, then there are things that God begins to serve you. It's not just in the service in by which you're blessed. It's what the service does on the inside of your spirit and your heart. You go away taller. You go away stronger. You go away blessed because you've connected with the anointing in the pulpit and you are blessed and highly favored. Because you give God what you have. Can I get an amen? amen? That's why it's our only pursuit is righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Amen. Sounds like the fruit of the Spirit to me. Amen. According to Galatians 5.22. Yep, right. So there are things that God is working in you. Amen. And when it looks like you're not changed, that's why the Bible says, therefore, I just, my wife, my mind, I just forgot about the scripture, but it'll come back to me. Amen. amen. I said amen. Amen. If what? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Oh, take the past away. Everybody say, everybody say, he's a new species. He's a new species. You know, other transliterations say, one that has never existed before. Yes. And that's why you're not a sinner saved by grace. That, that, that's why you're not an old man in a new body. Uh-uh. You are a new species, one that has never existed before. Oh, so, oh, that, that's, that's shouting right now. Based upon my past. I'm a new creature, amen. amen. I can remember being in high school, you know, struggling. And, you know, I, was, I loved high school. I loved lunch. I loved fellowship. I loved hanging out with the other teenagers. I loved being around my girlfriend. Oh, come on, y'all. Amen. amen. And I, 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 you know, I just, you know, perhaps at that time I wasn't saved. Now, I was going to church, but I wasn't born again. Yeah. Amen. And so I did enough just to get by. Yeah. So by the time I get to college, I said, well, wait a minute. If the Bible says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, mm -hmm. then I should be on the top, yeah. not Amen. on the bottom. Amen. Oh, that was a good place from somewhere. And so, man, I started buckling down. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit yes. and, and on and on and on, man. I started making straight A's. Amen. I started making the night. I got a letter in the mail that said, Dear Billy Joe Watts. Come on, that's my name, y'all. Hallelujah. <laughs> Dear Billy Joe Watts, you've made the National Dean's Honor Roll. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so, man, my, my life began to change when I got saved, and things begin to look around and turn around. And, and when I you heard me last night with that, when they came to me and said, We need your tuition, your tuition money, uh, 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 the, the gentleman that was over the financial aid department, somehow, as it turns out, he registered me and he registered me for the next three years with in state tuition because I, I moved to Texas from Minnesota, and for the next three years, three years, all of my tuition, all of my books, all of my fees were paid in full. Paid in full. You need to understand that God will do exceedingly, abundantly. What help me out? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Y'all missed something. It didn't say that God would do exceedingly. It said that God will do exceedingly 
abundantly. Not just abundantly, but what? Everybody go like this above. Above everything that you can imagine, hope for, or dream. Hallelujah. That's why I'm telling you, if you got a desire to go to Israel, then go on to Israel. If you got a desire to go to to go to uh, to go to uh, Timbuktu, then believe God to be able to go to Timbuktu. Amen. I said, Amen. I grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota. My mother had nine kids, and I never didn't know my I didn't know my real father until I was 15 and a half years old. And so, according to uh, everybody, Billy Joe, you're not going to make it. So, what then is faith? It's acting on what you believe. It's believing unto the point of acting. Amen. And I went down to see the guidance counselor when I found out that my GPA was not all that. It was not all that. And my girlfriend said, you better go check it, boy, because you're not going to make it. And I went down to my guidance counselor and told her, I want to go to college, and I want to make something, be something in life, and on and on. And the guidance counselor said, Billy Joe, I'm sorry, but you're not going to be able to go to college. I said, why not? She said, because your mother wasn't a college grad, your father wasn't a college grad, all your other the brothers and sisters, uh, you know, the eight other brothers and sisters that possibly went to college and started college, none of them graduated, and so your DNA is going to be like them. You're never going to be able to go. I said, no, no, no why is no, that? No. She said, Billy Joe, I told you already, your mother didn't go to college, your father didn't go to college, your brother didn't go to college, your sister didn't go to college. You know, they didn't make a rap song out of that. Hello? And, you know, and nobody in your family went to college, Billy Joe. You're not going to be able to make it. There's not enough money and you're not going to be able to make it. I said, listen, I am going to college. I'm going to graduate from college. God's going to help me make something out of my life. And I believed that even before I got saved. Amen. So don't tell me, don't give me all these. You came too late to give me your excuse. My father wasn't around, Pastor Billy Joe. I came from another country, Pastor Billy Joe. They said that I could not make it, Pastor Billy Joe. Uh, uh, I didn't know my father. I didn't know my mother. I was adopted, Pastor Billy Joe. I was raised by my grandmother. I was raised by my cousin. I was raised by a pack of wolves. Come on, (laughs) y'all. I went through a divorce, Pastor Billy Joe. You've come too late to tell me that there's any excuse that will exonerate you from becoming the man or the woman that God created you to be. You've come too late. My background was very, very difficult and challenging and tough, but you've come too late to tell me that I'm not going to make it. That's right. Can I get an amen? Amen. I was in my Spanish class in college, and and my Hispanic teacher told me, uh, Espanol teacher said, you're not going to make the class because you need to be able to speak it, and you need to be able to write it, and you need uh, Senor Senor Billy Joe, and you need to be able to get out of my class. I said, I'm going to get out of it. Oh, I'm going to get out of this class. (laughs) My wife had a best friend by the name of Teresa. Her name is Teresa. Her best friend's name was Teresa, and guess what she majored in? She and I got together and we sat down and began to study together. And I could then in. I started writing a little bit, moving Paquito, but I can speak a little Espanol. I passed my Spanish class and graduated with honors from Prairie View AM University with a, with a major in public relations and marketing and a minor, uh, I'm sorry, public relations and advertising with a minor in marketing. And I've worked in radio and I've worked in television and I ain't through yet, y'all. Hallelujah! I said hallelujah! To God be the glory. 
Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And just like Abraham, you need to by faith endure. Amen? Amen. If they, you know, some people have to tell you no seven times before they give you a yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Maybe all kinds of doors that are closed in your face and closed all around you. But Hebrews 11, verse 8, the Amplified Bible, and he went. Everybody say, and he went. And he went. Did you know that that is a testimony of Abraham's faith? Mm. The Bible says, and he went. Now, he could have just sat there. He could have stayed at home. He could have watched the NCAA tournament to see who's going to win the overall championship. Yeah. Amen. Because you know I'm into all of that. Shallow. Amen. Shallow. 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 If you were here this morning, that's shallow. But it's, it feels good anyway. Amen. Amen. The Bible said, and he went. Although he didn't know or trouble his mind about where he was to go. Let me ask you a question. Why are you troubling your mind? About where you're supposed to go. I was working for Texaco Incorporated, the oil company, when God began to dead. That was my dream job. I wore my little wing tips and had my three-piece suit on. The brother was bad. Amen. <laughs> had on a red power tie. That was my dream job. Right on my dream job, God began. And I worked in the employee relations department, and I was responsible for sending out the retirement checks. And I'd send out checks for a million, a million and a half, two million. Now I'm holding checks, 985. And I thought to myself, I could do this for the rest of my life. Amen. And God said, no, go to Ramah. Resign your corporate position. Leave your corporate job. I have something exceedingly abundantly above what you can think, imagine, or dream right now. I thought the B.R. was corporate America. You heard me talk about my goal in high school. I was a football player. A running back was to play in the NFL. But in a track meet, I tore my quad muscle, pulled loose, and it changed the trajectory of my destiny, I thought. And so, you know, all of those years later, I'm running a different race, y'all. That's why the Bible says, be not weary and well-doing for what? You'll do what? You'll do what? You'll do what? You'll do what? You will reap, according to Galatians 6, 9, if you don't give up, cave in or quit. I don't know about you, but I'm not quitting. And that's why you pick up the plan on the willing band. You know, have you ever listened? Remember, I don't, I don't know if people listen to radio anymore, but remember radio, you had to tune into the... Yeah. The little kids are going, oh, Lord, what is that all about? <laughs> you, had to pick up the, you had to pick up the signal on the radio band, remember? And you'd have to... And you and you finally pick up the radio station. Well, you know, God's will is a lot that way. You pick up the plan of God on the willing band. Amen. In other words, the, 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 the willing and the obedient shall what? Eat the good of the land. Brother Hagen, you know, Kenneth E. Hagen, one of my spiritual fathers, who I had the privilege and the pleasure of working for and work, working with for 15 years of our lives. We were a part of that ministry. We taught in the Bible Training Center, and that's how we came, came to know your pastors. And We were instructors, and we were pastors in the church. Yeah. Yes. At that time, back in the day, we were running about 5,000 people. There are people everywhere. Hello, somebody.
somebody. You know, if I didn't know it was God, I would have ran out of the building and left in the middle of the night. Glory to God. <laughs> Brother Hagan talked about the fact that he was not eating the good of the land. They were struggling. He had to sell his car for parts so that he could have money to pay his bills. And he was out preaching, and he fell across the bed when he came back in between the services and said, Lord, you said if, if I would be willing and obedient, I would eat the good of the land. i got to be honest with you, uh, Lord, I'm not eating the good of the land. And he said the Holy Ghost spoke to him and said, it's because you don't qualify. Mm -hmm. yeah. Said you don't qualify. <laughs> Said, well, he said, Lord, what, you hit me, you hit me a low blow. In other words, you hit me a low. You know, in boxing, there's certain places you can't hit the other boxer. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Y'all feel me on that one? Yeah. So they call that a low blow. And then and the ref will grab it, you grab your gloves, and I'll like, keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. And he said, Lord, you hit me a low blow. And he said, what do you mean? He said, no, Lord, I've done everything that you told me to do. He said, yeah, yeah, you were, obe you were obedient, but you haven't been very willing. Willing, amen. You've been complaining all of all the while. Every time I ask you to do some things, you complained about it. Yeah. You complained about leaving your, your other your church and going out in the field ministry. You complained about not having enough. And he said, in five minutes, everybody say in five minutes. In five minutes. No, I'm sorry. In ten seconds, he said he changed his heart and he was willing immediately to do what God had asked him to do. Amen. 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 See, you can't get moved. You can't be moved by who's here or who isn't here or what happened to brother so and so now. And, uh, where, 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 where are they at? Where are they? Well, where, where are they? No, we know the question is, where are you? Amen. 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 Because the only way to eat the good of the land by faith is that you be willing and obedient, and that means you have to watch what comes out of your mouth. mouth. Amen. Amen. Fatigue shows up first. In the mouth. Yeah. People get tired. I'm just tired. You know, Pastor asked me, Pastor asked me to open up again. I'm just tired. I'm just, well, you better get untired. Amen. Because you're never going to eat the good of the land by complaining and not by watching the words that are coming out of your mouth. Y'all all right tonight? Everybody all right? Yes. Yes. Glory to God. I've been teaching this lately that the door of faith, that is a door. Remember, a door has hinges that it swings upon. Amen? Amen. Without the hinge, the door doesn't open and the door doesn't close. And it's the same way in the realm of faith. The door of faith swings on two hinges. Yeah. Amen? Yes. What, what are the hinges, Pastor Billy Joe? The first hinge is what God has said. The door of faith swings on two hinges. What God has said, number one, and number two, what you say about what God has said. Those are the two hinges that the door of faith swings upon. Amen. Amen. What God has said. Repeat it after me. Number one. What God has said. And what I say about what God has said. That's why you need to get your words lined up with God's words and you need to talk like God. If the, if the, if the word says it's so, then you say it's so. If the word says it's finished, then you say it's finished. If the word says it's yours, then you say it's mine. Say it. It's mine. It's mine. Take it now. That is Deuteronomy 8.18, which says, remember, but remember, remember, 
But remember, the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you the power to get wealth or to become rich. He does it to establish his covenant, which he swore unto your fathers. Amen. The word power there in, 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 in Deuteronomy 8.18, the word power in the Hebrew language. Now, I'm not Hebrew, y'all. I'm African American, <laughs> but I know a few Hebrew words. The word in Deuteronomy 8.18 for the word power is the Hebrew word koach. Yes. You pronounce it koach. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. Koach. You spell it K-O-A-C-H. If you doubt me, you can go to Vine's Expository Dictionary of Greek New Testament words. Amen? Amen. And it's in there. Oh, I'm sorry, in vines. And you got the you got the you got the Hebrew and you have the Greek. And it remember it, it 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 means this. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He that gives you power. the power to get wealth. Remember the Lord your God, for it is He that gives you, and here's the revelation, it, who gives you the substance to get wealth. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about how broke you are, mm -hmm. talk about the substance that you have. Yes. Come on, 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 amen. Remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you, this is what the word means, the capacity to get wealth. That's why we're talking about so what then is faith, it's acting on what you believe, it's seeing everything from heaven's point of view, on and on and on and on and on. And that's why you need to see yourself as prosperous, as blessed, as overcoming, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, oh hallelujah, as going to the top of your company, graduating first in your class. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Go down to the car dealership and you're blessed. Go down to buy a house. I know how. Houses are expensive in New York. I know houses are expensive in, in, in New Jersey, but God is not limited Amen. to the expense. Amen. 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 Remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you the capacity to get wealth. So there are things inside of you that if you would tap into them, they would make you rich. Amen. I was telling them, we were talking a little bit about this kid, Nipsey Hussle. I'm not into rap music and all of that. I'm into, you know, into some other forms, genres of music. But they were talking about him opening up a T-shirt uh, right out, out, out in his neighborhood, a T-shirt shop, his record deals with uh, uh, Jay-Z and, and, and all of that. He was getting ready to open up a seafood restaurant. He was getting ready to open up this and that. He had about five or six businesses that he was getting ready to, a barber shop. Come on, y'all. You can't open up a barber shop without, without opening up a beauty shop. That's right. Because the ladies did beauty, amen. Amen. And all the ladies said, Amen. Somebody did your hair, amen. Hallelujah. So I'm telling you that there's a capacity in you to produce things that God has called you to produce. Amen. I taught a series at our church called Becoming a Millionaire God's Way. And I encourage all of our people, what is there that is inside of you. You are a package sent to the earth by heaven to deliver something to your generation. Amen. What is it that you're supposed to deliver to the generation? What is it that you're supposed to give to people? But again, remember the Lord your God. He's given you the power to get wealth, to produce it, to get it into the earth, to deliver something to your generation. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. Hallelujah. That's what the word means. And that's why I love something in Acts chapter 2, verse number 26. The Message Bible, David said, I have pitched my tent in the land of hope. Mm -hmm. 
always set up in the land of hope. Amen. Bible hope is not longing for, uh, are you going to make it? Oh, oh, so, no, no. Bible hope is attached to faith, and it's defined as a confident expectation. So you're always expecting the best. You're always expecting God to show up. You're always expecting the right outcome. Come on, y'all. Hallelujah. Jesus can't work it out. Jesus can't work it out. Y'all remember that from years ago? <laughs> Jesus is working this out. In oh, fact, yeah. he's already worked it out. Amen. Amen. But you know, the song goes on to say, if you let him, if you let him, yes. if you let him, it's not automatic. That's yeah. right. The psalmist said, I pitched my tent, I set up my tent in the land of hope. Yeah. That is, every, this is going to work out, it's going to be all right, things are changing, it's changing right now. Yes. I remember when my wife and I went out to buy our first little home, and we told the guy, the man said, well, you know, I'm going to need some money down, so we don't have any money down. My wife said, this is my house, I believe we walked around it seven times. My wife declared, we declared, this is our house. The man said, you're going to need a little bit, a little bit more down payment money. We said, all right. So he set me up with a job painting a house to make extra money to buy our new home. I didn't know anything about painting. I'd never really painted anything. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Never really painted anything on my own. When you went into the house and looked at the walls, they had crickets and bugs and all kinds of bugs all over the house. Somebody had gone through and smashed the bugs in the wall on the floors. They came in and stepped on the bugs. They smashed the bugs, beat the bugs in the wall. And I don't know anything about painting, but I'm about to make some extra money for the down payment, y'all. Hallelujah. Amen. So the man showed up. I showed up. He showed up. He had all these buckets of paint, and he had this little thing that you pour the paint in with the rollers and all of that. And so I didn't know anything about prepping the walls. I didn't know anything about going through and scraping up the walls and getting those bugs out of all of the crevices and getting those bugs out of all, oh, come on, come on, come on. I didn't know anything about that. I just put my paint in the bucket and I put my rollers in the bucket and I went over to the wall and I just started painting the wall. Bugs and all, y'all. Look at somebody say, bugs and all, y'all. I didn't know anything about that. All I knew was that I was getting ready to get $500. I pitched my tent in the land of hope. And you're going to have to put, pitch your tent in the land of hope as well. You've got to have an expectation that God will do it. God is going to come through. It's all working together for my good. Faith says the same thing that the word of God says. Unbelief, on the other hand, is taking sides against God's word. It's saying the same thing that the word of God says. Unbelief, on the other hand, is taking sides against God's word. Did you ever know or realize that your success is good for God? Amen. Your success Amen. is good Amen. for God. Amen. Don't be able to say, don't be intimidated by the word rich. Everybody say, rich. Rich. Very rich. Very rich. Super rich. Super rich. I was talking, we were talking uh, last night about Nipsey Hussle. He had declared, started speaking over his life and declaring that I'm going to be, now he's a, he's a secular rapper and he's under Jay-Z's label and he started saying, I'm going to be the next hundred million dollar man. 
And we've been talking about the fact that when he got shot and murdered in L.A. last week, now all of a sudden his record sales went through the roof. Of course, apparently you make more money dead than alive. And so now he probably ended up selling 50 to $100 million worth of records or, or you know, albums, CDs, and all of that. And I'm saying that if a secular artist can say, I'm going to be the next $100 million rapper, then how come the people of God who are full of the Holy Ghost can't make the same... Yeah. Ooh, can't make the same declaration. Yeah. All of my needs are met. My house will be paid in full. Amen. My car been bre- has been Amen. my hoopty has been breaking down on me. Amen. I'm gonna get a new car. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Can I get an amen tonight? Amen. How come you can't say my college education will be paid in full? Money, money will come looking for me. Amen. We have a young brother that used to go to our church. He's away at college now, and. We taught him when he was in the youth group that you always dress your best. You always bring your best. You always look good. He was going on to the University of Oklahoma to uh, apply to go to college and and to major in business. He was going in to apply for a scholarship. And his mother asked him, what are you going to wear for the interview? He said, I believe I'm going to wear my nice jeans starched up with a a collar shirt and my vest. And his mother said, oh no, baby, don't wear that. Pastor Billy Joe said, you always got to bring your best. Uh, First impressions are lasting impressions. And so he threw on a three-piece suit with a tie and he showed up for the interview and when he gets there the interviewing lady who's the head of the, of the committee sees him walk in the door and takes notice of the young man and they sit him down and they interview him when the interview is over the lady says you know Shane I am so sorry but you don't qualify for the interview your parents make too much money she said But because of that three-piece suit, she said, when you walked in the door, son, you had me at hello. Hallelujah. (laughs) Y'all know what that's And so you had me at hello. Do you know that they found scholarship money for him even though he didn't even qualify? The young man graduated from the University of Oklahoma, and he transferred out to Arizona State University to major in law, where we found out, I found out a month ago when I saw his mother, his entire uh, law education paid in full. Somebody take a minute to give God praise right there. Everybody shout paid in full. I would believe it was because he pitched his tent in the land of hope. Your success is good for God. Amen? Amen. It's good for God. Let me give you a couple of others. Ephesians chapter 2. Look at verse number 7. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 7. Why did God do all of this? Why did God uh, uh, save us by grace and come up with the redemptive plan? Verse 7, Ephesians chapter 2. Let me read it out in the Amplified. He did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages and succeeding generations to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor, and his kindness and goodness of heart to us who believe. It's immeasurable, amen, Amen. limitless, surpassing grace that you and I are to operate 
in and through. Everybody say it. Surpassing. Surpassing. Limitless. Limitless. This is limitless power of God. Limitless grace upon your life. Grace is defined as God's ability to do what you cannot do yourself. That's why I love the story. You went in there and the man said, you are the happiest man in this company. Yeah. My daughter, just a couple of weeks ago, the company came to her and said, you are in the top 10% of 1,100 employees. You are in the top 10% of all of the people that work here. And they gave her a raise. Look at somebody and say, can you use a raise right now? I'm going to raise both hands and a leg. Amen. God is in the business of blessing his people. He's in the business of blessing those that are willing and obedient. Everybody say willing and obedient. Willing and obedient. Write this down. Every breakthrough in faith. Every breakthrough in faith. Anybody could use a breakthrough right now. I know. Oh, Lord. Let me raise both hands and a leg again. A breakthrough. Every breakthrough in faith comes from a breakthrough in revelation. Amen. You start seeing it in the word of God. You start seeing that God wants your life to be successful and how your success is good for God. Amen. People, you know, may, may, uh, uh, glorify God that men may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. People see your good works. They see how blessed you are. They see what kind of a man and a woman of God you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. They see God at work in your life and it blesses them. Amen. 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 The Texaco people that I told them I was leaving to go to Bible college, they rolled out the red carpet. They would have given me anything that I wanted. When I worked in radio, the television or radio station, they didn't want me to leave. When I worked in television, they didn't want me to leave. I was looking at being behind the camera. Can y'all believe that? Hello. And becoming a meteorologist. I'm going to talk about the weather. Hey, this is Channel, Channel 11 News. I'm Billy Joe Watt. God said, no, I've got another plan for you. Can I get an amen? Amen. That's why we believe in co-op. The capacity, the ability, the substance to become rich. Every breakthrough in faith comes at a, as a breakthrough in revelation. You begin to see yourself in the word. You begin to see God at work in you. You begin to see your business opening up. You, you know, there was a group of people in Minnesota, and uh, they were having a really tough time financially. And one of the ladies in the family said, you know, we've got Madea, that's grandma, we got Madea's sweet potato pie recipe that we could probably take that and market it and make money. And they took Madea's sweet potato pie recipe, and they came up like Patty LaBelle with frozen sweet potato pies, and they started making $30,000 a month selling pies all over the city. So what is it that's inside of you that you can tap into that would cause you to have the power to become rich? Amen? Amen. You may possess something right now. Those of you that are working in electronics and technology, there may be a new technological advancement that's inside of your spirit that as you develop that and as you as you patent that, it will cause you and your you and your family to become rich. I know a lady who is a Rama graduate who lives in Detroit, Michigan, who has a 10-year-old daughter. You're not 10 years old, baby. How old are you? 
You're 10 years old? Oh, I'm talking to you then. She, she has a 10-year-old daughter who came up with a makeup line of lip glosses for 10-year-old little girls. And she just, I just saw them two years ago at youth camp, and she just, a 10-year-old little girl who came up with a lip gloss line just signed a contract with Maybelline. Wow. And her family is beginning to make hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, as a result of an idea that they're... Yeah, praise God. That their 10-year-old daughter came up with playing around in her bedroom. Can I get an amen now? Amen. Remember this. Let me close. Let me close with this. The door of faith swings on two hinges. What God has said, what I say about what God has said. That's why you need to say the right thing. That's why your heart needs to be full of faith. The man that is full of victory... Uh, full of faith or full of victory is full. The man that is full of faith is full of victory. Amen. That's why you don't ever get sad. That's why, you, that's why you don't walk around talking about how hard it is. And that's why you don't sing songs like, I'm climbing up the rough side of the mountain. I'm doing my best to make it. Look at your neighbor and say, stay off the rough side of the mountain. Stay off the rough side of the mountain. <laughs> now, faith may not, as I said, prevent every mountain, but it certainly will what? Remove, Remove every mountain. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Now, that's 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. Let me close with this. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Uh, chapter 1, verse number 3. Let me read this out to you out of the Passion Translation, which is a transliteration of the word. It says this. We feel a personal responsibility to continually, to be, to be, to, to continually be thankful for God for you, our spiritual family. Every time we pray, and we have every reason to do so, because your faith is growing marvelously beyond measure. Yes. The unselfish love each of you share for one another is increasing and overflowing. And so the writer here of Thessalonians, Paul says again, I'm praying for you. I'm praying that your faith will grow marvelously beyond measure. Above and beyond measure. That's my prayer for you. These, these last couple of services we've had together, that your faith is growing. Amen. Amen. And so, how do I, Pastor Billy Joe, get my faith growing marvelously? How I, I want my faith to be strong. I want it to grow marvelously. The King James says, if you read it on the screen, that your faith groweth exceedingly. Amen. Amen. How do I have ever-increasing, exceeding faith? How do I do that? Let me close with these. Here's how. Number one. By walking in obedience. If I'm going to have exceeding growing faith, number one, I'm going to have to walk in obedience. Amen? Amen. Number two, I'm going to have to possess an active worship life. In other words, when, we get, when you get to church, when you get home, you're always worshiping God, lifting up your hands putting on worship. You know, the Bible says that God inhabits the what? Praises, Praises. 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 
you want to get God on the scene, then start worshiping him. Amen. In my car, on my job, a couple of weeks ago during Winter Bible Seminar, we had friends and family that came in from Winter Bible Seminar. My wife had to go out to Walmart. So they said, all right, let's go out to Walmart. And I get to Walmart, and when I get there, all of a sudden, I have a praise in my heart. And I'm listening to some music, man, and I just start worshiping right in the middle of Walmart. And the people didn't do it. People were looking at me. Little kids were walking about, Mama, look at that crazy man. I mean, I'm worshiping in Walmart. Before I know it, I start dancing in the middle of Walmart. People are looking. And the lady who was checking us out, the teller finally looks up at, and this lady, we, she checks us out all the time. Her name is Mary, and she never missed a beat. She's just scanning all the items. She looked up at my wife and says, I guess the spirit hit him. <laughs> Amen. I just, I just started worshiping the Lord right in the middle of Walmart. I get a kick on, on, on YouTube. We see, you know, downtown Jersey, New York, all the guys on the subway. They start dancing and oh, singing yeah. right in the middle of the subway. You know, as people of God, we ought to be like, Amen. We, ought to be like we ought to be like that. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So number two, if you're going to have exceeding growing faith, number two, you need to possess an active worship, worship life. life. Number three, you need to walk in love. Praise God. Mm. You know why that's important? Because your faith worketh by love. Amen. You can't have an attitude and be out of sorts with everybody. Can't be mad at your family, mad at your boss. I'll tell you, if she looks at me, I'm going to scratch her eyes out. No, you got to walk in love. Husbands and wives, you got to walk in love. Amen. I was expecting a better amen than that, y'all. You gotta walk in love. Let me let me go. Number four. If you're going to have an exceeding growing faith, number four, you have to limit what you say to what you believe. Amen. Don't just let any if your kids ask you for something, well, baby, mama, daddy, we're broke. No. Let's believe God for it. Amen. But don't use the terminology, we're broke. We don't have any money. When I was growing up with my mother, single parent mom with nine kids, I worked and made my own money. My mother said, honey, I don't have the money. I said, mom, I'm going to be all right. I'll, I'll make my own money. When I got ready to go to college, my mother leaving from Minnesota to drive down to Texas, my mother said, baby, I know you're going to college, and I'm proud of you, baby, and I love you, but I don't have any money to send with you when you go. I said, mama, don't worry about it. I'm going to have my own money. Amen. I was just like Abraham. I endured by faith. And there was time I didn't even have the money when I was a college student to buy soap so that I could bathe myself. I would go to the store and I had enough money to buy a great big giant jumbo bottle of shampoo. And I'd get that jumbo bottle of shampoo and I would wash my hair and let all that shit. Come on, come on, come on. God. Now we got body gel and shampoo combined in one. I could have been a multi-millionaire, y'all. Where there's a will, there's, a way. there's always the way. Yes. My mama taught me that. But don't you tell me that you're not going to make it. Don't you tell me that it can't happen. I've known too many people 
R.G. Letourneau was a young believer, a young man back in the 1960s, 50s and 60s. He was the man that when you have a, a tractor that has the, the bulldozer or the, or the front blade that moves dirt out of the way so that you can excavate and build things, R.G. Letourneau was the man who was a believer who learned to put that blade on the tractor so the tractor could move earth. He never graduated from high school. He was a believer that believed God like George, George Washington Carver before he would go into his laboratory and say, Lord, show me what to do with the sweet potato and the peanut. And George Washington Carver came up with over 300 inventions because he asked God about it. Amen. R.G. Letourneau was a multi-millionaire Christian man believer and he never made it past the fifth grade. Tell me that it can't be done. Yes. Where there's a will, there's a way. way. Always a way. Walk in love. Number four, limit what you say to what you believe. If you're about to say something that's wrong and toxic and negative, you need to shut your mouth. Look at somebody and say, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Don't let that word, those negative words come out of your mouth. Amen? All right, let me hurry up. Let me hurry up. Let me hurry up. Number five, remember your task on the earth is very important. It'll help your faith to grow to realize that your task on the earth is very important. What you've been called to do, what you've been called to be. Here's the last one. Oh, I got to read the verse. I'm sorry, I got to read this. Psalms 92, verse 5. The Passion translations. What mighty miracles and power at work, just to name a few. Depths of purpose and layers of meaning saturate everything that God does. I'm saying that there are layers of meaning to your life. You're not just a wife. You're not just a husband. You're not just a, a son or a daughter or an auntie. There are layers of meaning that saturate everything that God is doing where your life is concerned. God can change your status in the next five minutes. You go to bed tonight one way, and you wake up in the morning, and every... Hallelujah. I remember this. Everything must change. Y'all remember that? Nothing stays the same. Everyone must change. Y'all remember that? Amen. All right, never mind, never Amen. mind, never mind. <laughs> Nothing's day the same. I love that song from years ago. All right, let me keep going, y'all. Amen. Here's the last one, number six. If I'm going to have exceeding growing faith, number six, I must keep trusting God. Amen, praise God. I must keep trusting God. Psalms 118, verse 9. Passion translation. Yes, it is much better to trust in the Lord to save me than to put my confidence in celebrities. Hallelujah. Michael Jackson not going to save you. No. Chris Rock not going to save you. To trust in the Lord than to put my trust in celebrities. God is at work on my behalf and your behalf and all he requires and looks for what is pleasing to him Amen. is that we walk by faith and not by sight.
Amen. 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 My faith is pleasing to God. Bill Winston tells the story of a young man that got out of, was released from Joliet, Joliet Prison. He came to his church on a Wednesday night. They were having testimony service. And a, and a man stood up and said, I want to testify. I want to testify. And Bill Winston had no clue who never laid eyes on the man. He was a little hesitant, but he let the man have the microphone. They held it while he talked in the mic. And the man said, my name is Raymond, and I was just released from Joliet Prison. Everybody said, oh, Lord, they start praying, eat on myself. Oh, Lord, my soul, my soul, my they didn't know what the man was going to say. He said, I have just been released from prison. I listened to Pastor Bill Winston's tapes over and over again about the power of confession. Oh, wow. I got out of, out, of, out of jail, and I was driving by a particular company, and I said, I'm going to have a job at that company in the name of Jesus, and they hired me $10 an hour upon being released from prison. I worked there for a little while, and I drove by another place that was hiring, that was paying $18, Amen. $18 an hour, and I began to f confess, I'm going to get a job there making $18. Dollars an hour, and he, and he got a job making $18 an hour upon being released from prison. He said, I am going to go into business for myself, and I am going to make so much money that I'll not have room enough to contain it. And it all came to pass in his life. And he started, he said, I am now making $30,000 a month. He said, I have a new house, five bedroom house. He said, I own a Mercedes. I own an SUV. He said, I even own a jacuzzi. He was trying to say jacuzzi. He didn't know how to say it, but he had one, y'all. He said, I saw a daycare center over there that was for sale. And I said, daycare center, come to me in Jesus' name. And he said, he now owned a daycare center. He said, he was testifying, he said, I am now in the process of opening up a chain of restaurants. And he said, but I got to be honest with you guys. I was just recently released from prison and I never learned to read or to write. He had all of these great things that began to materialize and to manifest in his life because it's better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in celebrities. And his life began to change because faith is acting on what you believe. Can I get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the word of God tonight. We love you and honor you, Lord, for manifesting in this place. We thank you for the word of God. We're doers of the word and not just hearers only. Never deceiving ourselves, but obeying the work of the Lord. Come on, just lift your hands in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We worship you. We give thanks, Father God. We thank you for the word of God. We honor you and love you and we give thanks to you. We are pitching our tent in the land of hope tonight. We thank you that all things are working together for our good. We thank you that the word of God is working. We thank you that we come behind in no good thing. We thank 
thank you, Lord God, that you meet and supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. The word of God is working. The word of God is true. The word of God is, is powerful. The word of God is wonderful. The word of God is, ex uh, is unfolding. The word of God is exceedingly powerful. And we thank you for the word of God. God. Now, before I sit down, keep your eyes closed. Here's what I want you to do tonight. I want you to get a picture in your mind of the very thing that you need God to help you either do, manifest, or what you're believing God for. Get a picture of that in your mind. Meditating on that both day and night, that you might be like a tree established by the rivers of water, whatever that is. Whatever that is physically, mentally, professionally, financially, get a picture of that in your mind. What you can see yourself doing. Glory to God. Now, I want to pray a prayer over you. Father, in the name of the Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in the lives of your people. I thank you for dreams being realized. I thank you, Lord God, that now what they're believing for, what they're trusting for, what they have a confident uh, expectation and hope for is moving in their direction now according to the word of the Lord. We call it done. We say it so. Be it unto you according to your faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Now lift your hands and let's thank God. Hallelujah! We thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, let everybody shout Amen! Thanks for tuning in to this week's Livingstone Bible Church podcast. We hope you were richly blessed by this podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram.